pretty much in it right now. What is up, guys? Welcome to the Sup World Show. And it's been a minute. The studio's been quite lonely. Sure has. 15 minutes ago, we are sitting in Dustin's office, and I said, you know, let's get the podcast going back again. So he said, let's go right now. So we drove over to this beautiful studio in Dustin's basement and want to say hi. We've been getting a lot of requests. People have been looking for the Sup World Show. All around the world. All around the world. Most it, countries. Not tens of thousands, but there's people all around the world. Tens, for sure. Tens. Tens, of, tens, tens and, and tens. tens of people. Yeah. Well, it's just Dustin and I today. Our good buddy Jordan Shaw is not on the show today, but we're going to keep his lovely face on the logo because I think he's going to be one of those surprise guests every... Not surprise. You know those podcasts, they have like the same guy on every week or every month, so mm-hmm. hopefully we can get Jordan back on. But back in February, Jordan parted ways and has his own uh, landscape business that he'd been working on the last couple of years. So yeah, it's, it's something that, that he's had kind of on the side for a while. His business partner is his dad and they've been, you know, operating for at least a couple of years. It was kind of a side gig for both of them. And he was doing a little, you know, some stuff on the side and he told me, you know, probably two years ago, like, Hey, if this deal ever gets to the point to where it's, you know, interfering with what I do here at supplement world, then I'll let you know. And, you know, potentially part ways, but we'll cross that bridge when it comes. And we got to the bridge and, uh, yeah, so he left on great terms. Jordan was huge for us. was with us for seven years, was a huge part of our growth and developing the team and our culture. And it's totally grateful for Jordan. We still have a great relationship with him and he's doing his landscape thing now. So we'll definitely have him back on next time and give you guys an update on kind of where he's at. But I, I've talked to him obviously quite a bit since he left and you know, he's, he's told us that a lot of the things that, that, you know, he's learned from supplement world and some of the development that he'd been a part of is, is helping him quite a bit with his new venture. So, well, yeah, we're going to see him in a few weeks in Destin, Florida. Yeah. Dustin and Kelsey finally getting married. Tying the knot. So any nerves or October 15th, Dustin, Florida. He's only been engaged three or four years. Yeah. It's It's been a while. Yeah. We, we actually got engaged in Destin back in 2021 in july so it's oh, been so not bad yeah it's been a couple of years two and a half years but going back doing a beach wedding just a small 50 person wedding and should be really fun bigger than my 40 person gunnison covid wedding oh you had 40 yeah wow yeah, we went from 400 down to 40 so you didn't have anybody for like from wichita no hardly you? anybody a few of my family my best man and then the rest was brandy's family because they all lived in gunnison right so. yeah Oh, it worked out for her side much better. Yeah, you kind of have to feel sorry for the people who un- were unfortunate enough to have the wedding planned during COVID. Yeah, it was it was rough times, but it worked out. We love it. Yeah. Pictures were great. You saved a lot of money. Saved a lot of money, yeah. We'll have a big reception here in a year or two. Keep saying that. <laughs> I know. Five-year, our five-year anniversary. You still have that deposit there at WBC, don't you? We do. We do. We got deposit for quite a few things still. Yeah. We, uh, we do, too. <laughs> we're luck. paying them off. Get yeah. ready. Yeah. But anyhow, since Jordan's left, obviously Dustin and I's roles have picked up a little bit. We had kind of handed the company off for operationally for years with him, and it was awesome. So, like, I started taking over the scheduling. Dustin did a lot of the online, the ordering. Uh, you know, of course, we're both in the process of the, the hiring and development. But Jonas is now our sales trainer. He's been with us a few years now, and he's been really good with developing the guys. And I think our staff's as strong as ever, so... Uh, guys down in Oklahoma City are really crushing it. The stores in Oklahoma City are doing good. And, and we do have some breaking news we haven't announced on 
social media yet. Tulsa, Tulsa. Oklahoma. We've been looking at Tulsa for three years, and it is a, in the works. We're waiting on contractor bids. We took ownership of the pro, the space, I don't know, three two months ago. Mm-hmm. They just got done building out their part, and now we just have to build out our part. So hopefully open in three months. Yeah, it's just one of the challenging things, you know, when you, the, the good thing is we've done this now 10 times with opening a store. And so we kind of are familiar with the the process, you know, you got to find a contractor, put the plans together. How do you want the store to look? And that's a whole process in itself. So hopefully we're lucky enough to find a good one and uh, that process can be pretty quick. And yeah, we've never had five bids, right? No, this no. is, we have five contractors no. bidding. So far, I we've gotten loved, pretty lucky. Haven't the liked the bids yet. No, we <laughs> haven't been in love with them. We're looking at you know substantially more than we've ever spent on a store. At least thirty thousand more, at least. Yeah. Oh, but exciting to go to a new market, and it's kind of weird saying eleventh store. It'll be our eleventh opening. We don't currently have ten, but it's our eleventh opening. Yep. So, yep. We've leaned out a little bit. I don't know if we've talked about it on the podcast. No, we but haven't. We were kind of forced out of one store in Oklahoma City at a mall. Um, we were on like a temporary lease and that store was pretty low volume anyway. So we, we had to get rid of that one. We got rid of another weak link in, uh, in Wichita as well. So we have six stores and it will be seven with Tulsa. So we've kind of been in the mindset and talked about, you know, like our game plan moving forward is, you know, we'd always kind of look at it as, you know, let's have as many stores as possible, right? Like, you know, we can work with a lower volume store, um, but we're kind of in the mindset of we want our stores to be high performers now. So any stores that we open, any stores that we have and keep, we want to be high performers. You know, we don't want to be spinning our wheels on stores that kind of break even or make a little money just to have the store. Yeah, right? more is not better. We used to think, well, with the buying power, you're getting products cheaper and this and that, and you're creating jobs. But it's like even when we got rid of the two stores, we didn't lose any staff. We didn't lay anybody off. We, You know, a couple of people were going to be moving on anyway for school or different reasons. So it was real seamless. And the best part is obviously – just this the ordering and, and the inventory nightmare and challenges when you have stores that aren't performing and making a lot of money, even if on paper they're making money, they might not be because it's just hard to control your inventory dollars. So that's been a, our cash flow has gotten much better since we got rid of those and uh, life's gotten easier. And I think the, the staff morale is higher because it's, it's no fun to work in a store that's a lot slower than the big boys, you know, and you have three, four stores that are just absolutely crushing it. And then you got some employees working stores that aren't, you know, it's no fun. So yeah. eliminate the issues in your life, you know. So we are about 10 years now in the retail game, man. We're just still figuring it out. Retail is tough. I mean, it's constant inventory, moving, cycling. And, you know, I, I kind of see the other side of it now, co-owning Bungie Fit with my fiance, yeah, and my wife, that. Kelsey. Yeah, it's been going great. I mean, obviously, we've lost a little bit of the buzz, but Bungie Fit for those who don't know, you know, you're suspended from the ceiling from a bungee and like a rock climbing harness. You can do all sorts of fitness movements. It's a really fun, low impact, and it can be super high intensity, great workouts. And, um, you know, so it's kind of a unique uh, deal, kind of a niche. And, you know, we had a huge buzz when we were opening and that carried in for a few months. And um, just like anything that that's new and that, you know, you have for a little bit, it's it's not as as exciting and it's not as big of a buzz, but you know, we still have a great member base and we have some other things that we're going to throw in to spice things up. Have you heard of, um, the rebound, like the trampoline? Uh, no, you have to look it up. It's much bigger than the bungee, um, exercise. Yeah. 
So, I mean, it's just, you know, those little, those little, well, there's one right here. Yeah, those trampolines. Yeah, you can do all sorts of crazy stuff. I have seen it then. People love that stuff. And that's a lot more versatile. A lot more people can do that than bungee. And without going into specifics, uh, how much easier or less stress of opening supplement world's first six months versus bungee fits first six months cash flow i know is a lot easier well obviously i have to give all the credit to kelsey because she's the one in that studio day in day out running it and she's working her ass off and it's getting a little easier she's finding more instructors she's having a little bit more time off but um, she's putting in the work i mean first time entrepreneur for her so she's definitely paying her dues but as far as the business and the operations of it and the cash flow and just the overall business versus retail, you know, having that studio, which is obviously a recurring charge base, right? It's not retail. You're not trying to move products, buy something and, and sell something. It's totally night and day. Um, retail gets very tricky. And if you're not super, super detailed with all of your cash in, cash out, inventory, um, and especially with supplements, it gets really tricky because, you know, say you sell t-shirts and you have maybe 10 SKUs, 20 SKUs even, different types of t-shirts. That's a lot more manageable than 200 SKUs that we have on our shelves from 30 different vendors. So it gets really tricky. Yeah, like one flavor we're out and then we lose a customer because they don't want any other brand. Yeah, Yeah, it's it's annoying, but yeah. yeah. We don't have super stores either, if you don't know. Right. You know, we don't have shopping baskets when you walk in with 15 aisles. I do want to buy them just for... I think we should have shopping. It looks cool. But no, night and day, uh, retail business versus non- um, there's obviously upsides of having retail businesses too. You know, they're a lot more self-managing. Yeah, they are. You know, I think it's been, you know, they're like turnkey. Like we talked about, once you get the good, good people in there. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like I meet Brandy and I just got back from Vegas for four days and yeah, I got some texts and calls, but not, it's like you look down and you see the numbers are great and you're like, Hey, we're making money while we're out of town. So I mean, right. business runs itself when you got the right people in there. But obviously a lot of experience, a lot of, a lot of uh, ups and downs and nervous times for sure. And it, it always is. So other than that, that's how you could tell if we were really struggling in the past, walk in one of our stores and people would sometimes ask me, are you guys going out of business? What, what's up with the, what's up with the products? <laughs> oh yeah. You're like, no. Oh, that's right. When the you're in retail and, and you're not doing great, you don't buy product. You know, the cash has to go somewhere. You pay the bills, this and that. If there's not any money left over, what suffers? It's the inventory. It's always so. inventory or your personal pay. Yeah. Those are the two that suffer. You can keep the business afloat always, but that inventory is going to dwindle. Yeah. So back in the day, that was kind of or, a telltale. Or song. when we had sales every six weeks. Right. <laughs> Why do you guys have a sale every six yeah. weeks? Yeah. Well, it brings in customers. I, I really love that we got away from that because, you know, we were basically prepping our customers to wait for a sale. Have yeah, you guys have been with us customers for... A few years, you notice we probably do three to four a year now. One of those being Black Friday. And we always do an anniversary sale and then typically one in like March or something. So yeah. maybe oh, Halloween every once in a while. It's probably four a year. But we like doing it because I think it's giving back to the customers. It brings in new customers. It's a buzz. It's good for the the staff and employees. We, we get pay out a lot of bonuses. We have fun with it. So, But I'm glad we got away from because it used to be just a recurring. Oh, was that eight, every six to eight weeks? No. Well, there, there was a time where it was once a month. Yeah. Once a month. I mean, we, and, you know, not only were we prepping our customers, but we were also looking forward to that cash influx. So, and it's very easy to do, especially if you're a new business, like what can generate sales? You know, our cash flow is kind of hurting a little bit. What can really boost our cash flow and help things out? Well, let's do a sale, discount a bunch of stuff. You're going to get a lot more sales. 
But what you don't realize is the slow lag of the hangover from that sale. And then the customer's not coming back in because they're waiting for the next sale. So over time, it's not as beneficial. No, there's definitely stores out there that do not do sales at all. And I get it. Um, They've also been around a lot longer, whatever. We realize now that when you've been in business as long and you're doing the right things and you're evolving, you don't have to do sales as much. But we still like it. We still think it's fun. Our customers love it. So we still do it. We don't do it for the same reasons anymore, I guess you would say. Sometimes we do it to blow out some products that, you know, aren't aren't moving as well. We'll do them for cost. What else is new? Well, you just got back from Vegas. Yeah. It was, I will say. So, how many times have you been to Vegas now? Oh, I just added it up. I think 13. Oh, my God. The funny thing is, I didn't go until I was 25. So, it's not like I went at 21 years old. So, yeah. So I've been counting up the places. So actually stayed at the Win Encore this time, which is the first time that I've paid for it. So the first time I ever going to Vegas was I won a trip through Genesis, my first trip, 2005. And oh my God, I didn't even realize that Win was brand new. It had just opened. So I get in there and I'm like, oh, this is pretty dang nice. And I'm like, no, this isn't normal. This is as nice as it gets. And then the second time I go, I have to pay for it on my own. We go with some buddies and it was the Imperial Palace at the time, which if you don't know, it's called the link now but it's updated it was basically the worst motel six with cockroaches disgusting literally the i went from going to the wind to the most disgusting hotel in vegas so quite the extremes but anyhow the service impeccable this weekend just you guys know how if you've been to vegas just you walk into your rooms it takes forever i mean this we had a room right next to the elevator we didn't have to wait for checks and didn't have to wait to get to the pool didn't have to wait to get drinks it's just an amazing service first class I'm a little worried because Steve wins out now, so that it's kind of corporate. So here in the next 10 years, they say things could change there. But the reason we were staying at the Bellagio, if you guys don't know, MGM got hacked last week by hackers. You did not hear this. Mm-mm. National news kept it pretty quiet, or Vegas tried to keep it quiet. They finally leaked it. But all MGM re- resorts got hacked. We're talking no one could check in, seven-hour wait times, wow. eight, uh, slot machines down, ATMs down, people's key cards not working. So imagine you're about to go to Bellagio, which is owned by MGM, and you're, I mean, I called the front desk, and I somehow got a hold of him after like an hour, and she goes, if I was you, I wouldn't stay here. And it's like a four-hour wait to check in. I'm like, no, I don't do that. <laughs> I'm not patient. So I said, screw it, we're going to double book. So I booked the win, and I found it pretty cheap on our points. And I mean, I, I find it pretty wild that a huge conglomerate of a company like MGM can get hacked. Can get hacked. So they, so they be compromised. They like tried that. to hack Caesars, and they offered them a $20 million ransom. Caesars paid it. MGM did not. What? Yeah, Caesars paid it. And guess what? Who are these guys? They're, they're, uh, they got I mean, like three they, names. It's some crazy Are they overseas? Or? Probably. I, oh, man. I wish I had more information, but the things I'm reading about wow. them is they're incredible. And they did it all with a Especially LinkedIn with message. Especially all the security that exists. It took them one phone call and a LinkedIn message to one employee at MGM to figure it all out. That's how they, and they bragged about it. That's how they said that they hacked them. Wow. So literally people's bank accounts compromised, all this stuff, and... I mean, all the reservations, I just can't imagine. But they were showing, like, the Excalibur is owned by MGM and uh, uh, Aria, I think. One of them, whatever it was. They were, like, some of them were seven-hour waits to get. I mean, there's no way I would do that. You know that. So. God, well. I would walk to the front with, like, $300 cash and say, hey. I if need you to think your Facebook line. can't be hacked, then just right. look at that. Correct. Wow. It is scary what they can do. So, yeah. but other than that, trip was amazing. Went to an amazing show called Awakening. We went to a fun little comedy comedian type uh, magician, I guess you would call it. So it was fun. I'm kind of bored of Vegas. I mean, like I've told you, I mean, I've I've probably been less than you, probably I don't know, 
eight, nine, ten times. That's a lot. It is, and it just kind of feels like the same thing. Same thing every time. I just, well, I I agree. That's why we started going to shows and booking great fine dining, and I love to watch football. So I I go every September to watch NFL in the sports book. So Sunday. I think the next Vegas trips I'll take, I'll be focused on the dining, which some of the best in the world. Yeah, definitely not wise. cheap. You got to you got to have some money. No, you got to know. It, yeah, I mean, you got to go there prepared to spend money, but the shows and the food. I think that's you know, get away from the clubs and the the, the pool parties and stuff like that. I mean, I No, I've been, not not my thing. So, the nightclubs are just it, it's fascinating. We we get our walk around at mid, you know, 1 in the morning, I'm heading back to my room, right? And I see all these like and we're talking couples in their 50s, and I mean, they're decked out like you wouldn't believe. They're just getting there. They're just getting there at 1 a.m. to go to the nightclubs at 1, 2 a.m. And I'm like, you guys are in your 50s. That's some Some people like that. I don't like blaring loud music and drunks walking around. It's just not my thing. So There's a time and a place. Right. You know, that, yeah. Once or twice a year if you're with a really fun group or some business people. But I, outside of that. I just don't know how we ever went to Vegas broke. I could remember the first time you went probably. It was probably on Genesis. But it's like you, you can't show up there with two $300. And I know I've done that before. Now, you might say in the cheapest place, you might eat like the food court's cheapest thing, but in any of these normal hotels, I mean, even Harris, so I don't buy drinks because, you know, if you gamble enough, you should get everything. When I, I had probably tons of drink tickets given to me just for placing sports bets, but I went and bought one drink at Harris, and this is one of the shittier ho- hotels on the Strip. It's not nice. Service was terrible. I get up there, and I order one drink, and it was 18 bucks. I said... This is Harris. This isn't the win. Like I get it at the win or Bellagio 18 bucks, but anyhow, so the prices are crazy there. You just cannot show up to Vegas with four or $500. It's you're not going to have fun because you're going to just be on edge. Like worried you're going to run out of money. Well, it depends on what you're trying to do too. I mean, there's a handful of people who go to Vegas. Don't even touch gambling at all, but I'm saying just the Ubers eating, drinking. Yeah. It's not going to be for sure. 300 bucks for three days. (laughs) It's not. If you figure it out, let me know. What else? What do you got planned? Well, we're going to Charlotte, North Carolina this year for Christmas. That should be fun. <laughs> wow, we're talking Christmas already. Okay. Bad, bad follow-up. Cut. Up question. Cut. Um, no, that's about it. We're just prepping for this wedding here in October. Jeff, you're coming. It's going to be a great time. Great excited. Great beach wedding. Finally get this wedding thing over with. Super excited, but, you know, I'm ready for it to end. So is she excited? Is she oh. nervous? Who's oh. more nervous? I don't. No I don't know nervous. if you can say either one of us are nervous. Um, she's probably the most stressed right. about That's what it I meant. Yeah, between the two because she's been, you know, planning everything. I've helped a little bit with like, oh, what food are we going to choose this and that? But she's been coordinating all the vendors, talking to everybody, getting so no, nothing there. No vendors have stressed you out or canceled or done anything. No, so far so smooth. Yeah. So good. I'm excited for it. Yeah, we're good to go on that. It's going to be friends and family. It'll be fun, but. I think next time we'll we'll uh, you know pleasure you guys with Jordan on the podcast. Absolutely. So we just wanted to get get this back going and rolling. I, it's been too long, and I have so actually surprisingly we do get a lot of texts and calls from people that said, "Hey, we haven't heard you for a while." So it was good for us. I love doing it. I think it made us better at what we do. It made us better, at, uh, you know, building the teams and practices. So just lanes. I mean, yeah, it's this is. And as selfish as it is, I mean, it's just great for us just, you know, joining together and laying some stuff down on the table and talking through what we're doing, what we're going to do, and it helps us out a lot as well. So we'll do a top three next time? 
Or yeah, a Fitness we, Friday? Yeah, we could do it. It's been a while. I think we've only got like 11 or 12 episodes. Yeah. Or we could just talk. We could just do this. We'll see how much people like Give this. us feedback. Let us know what you'd like. Yeah. Give us. If you want to be a guest, let us know. Hey, yeah. We're, uh, we're open for guests, but we'll leave it at that. Guys, thanks for tuning in. Look for us next time. Fitness Friday coming up. World Show. See you guys. Later.